Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback Eric Kramer and myself, delve into your fantasy football choices and hopefully help you out on your way to victory. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. So recapping how we did last week. Boy, you really like Mixon. What a day he had. And in most leagues, it was 50-plus fantasy points. Five touchdowns. Wow. Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne were both solid again. You like Justin Jefferson and Jalen Waddell. You were high in both those guys. They were both strong with Tyree Kill. Well, I like Curtis Samuel and Juju, along with Christian Kirk. All were solid plays. On the quarterback side, we both like Justin Fields, you especially, and he had a field day, four touchdowns, 178 yards rushing. What quarterback hits 178 yards rushing? That's going back to the Greg Landry and Bobby Douglas days. Yikes. Mahomes, 446 passing, Tua, along with Geno Smith, both hot. We said to lay off Brady, and he was a pedestrian day, while both Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen were both off. TJ Hawkinson had a good debut with nine catches for 70 yards in Minnesota. How great was it, by the way, when Mixon crossed the goal line on that fifth touchdown? He starts counting out one, two, three. <laughs> so, oh, to Justin Fields' point, though, you know, been talking about him now for a few weeks, and I'm just so impressed that all of his development really has come during the season because he started out. I mean, you couldn't get more shaky. Oh, and then it was tanking early. I've never seen a quarterback during the season go from worst to first, and that's what he looks like to me. Um, he, he, you know, I didn't think it was possible. Thank God he proved me wrong, and and the Bears as well. So they've been making some great moves in the front office, uh, and they're clearly week to week defining who they do and don't need going into next year, which I think is going to be a very short-term and long-term bright future for them. Got some injuries this week. Uh, uh, we'll get to the guys of the Packers in a little bit. But Josh Allen has an elbow injury. It's a UCL, which is uh, the elbow, and it is a sort of a nerve thing. So you really want to keep an eye on him because he may be out. Then we had a coaching casualty. The Colts were expecting better things, and instead of 3-5-1, and one, they fired Coach Frank Wright, an old quarterback. Jeff Saturday is in on the interim. And what's going to be the ripple effect over at ESPN now that they're losing their all-star center? <laughs> <laughs> but I think, to me, by not elevating anybody from within Reich's staff, I think that sends sort of a clear message that Robert Ursay or Jim Ursay is getting ready to clean house and have ultimately Jeff Saturday become their permanent head coach, which, which is kind of a, mm, a slap in the face or a roundabout way of getting around that Rooney rule. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to Jeff Saturday as many great things as I've heard about him. I don't know him personally, but he just seems like a great guy, very well, you know, not just spoken, but an intelligent guy, great history came out of nowhere. But if you leapfrog coaches on that staff that you're going to now go coach, 
I think winning over the players is one thing. Winning over the players that you just leapfrogged out of nowhere, because his only experience in coaching is at high school. And so not that it couldn't be a great hire eventually, but I think he's got some hurdles to overcome in the interim. The interesting thing is, uh, I remember Frank Reich when he was back, I believe he was backing up um, uh, in the USFL. He was backing up uh, the $41 million man who was Steve Young. And okay. when he was playing for the LA Express, he's, he went into the NFL. He didn't play very much in the NFL, but he's been a lot, uh, a lot, long time coaching. What happens to him now? Does he end up with another team, you think, or or, or what? What's going to happen to him? He's got to. He, uh, you know, and that's what everybody starts clamoring about. What about Jeff Saturday and how unfair is this to other coaches? And he didn't have any experience. Well, what happens to Frank Reich? And he's got a great coaching experience. And no, he's not going to be out of the game. He'll land somewhere, and whoever gets him is going to be grateful to have him. All right, let's get right to the games. It's bye week again. Uh, this week, uh, the teams that are on bye. You know, last week we had six. This week we got four. On bye this week are the Ravens, the Patriots, the Bengals, and the Jets. Now, that's going to involve a lot of key players, especially with the Ravens and the Bengals. Uh, so you're going to have to find somebody to back up if you've got players like Mixon and Burrow and and uh, Jackson and uh, uh, now Kenyon Drake, who uh, had a big day. Uh, this you know had another big day, had two more touchdowns coming from out of nowhere last week. Thursday night, Falcons Panthers. Here we go. Well, I tell you, I, yeah, Amazon's got to be pulling their hair out. So uh, they get these stinko games. Panthers will start PJ Walker at quarterback against the Falcons. I'm liking the Falcons. Tyler Algieri here, and 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 that's it. That's it. I'm probably not even going to watch the game. That's how bad this one is. <laughs> well, I agree. This it is slim pickings here. I won't be sucked in, however, by Tyler Algiers. One good game, even though it's against Carolina's D coming up, they are playing. Uh, even though it's, yeah, they're playing, I just I don't start Algier here. Sunday, Seahawks and Buccaneers, Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker, all good starts with Tyler Lockett. I'd stick with Fournette here for the Bucks. I got your back on all the Seahawks you just mentioned. I'm out, though, on Fournette or any Buccaneer player for that matter. But Tom Brady's just not... We've been saying this week to week. I know he pulled it out. He looked like the old Tom Brady on that final drive against the Rams. But, um, yeah, it's just I think maybe – do you think this is the last year I think he's calling it quits? I would I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, he's surprised a lot of people in the past, but there's he's going to have zero momentum going into next year. Yeah. And I don't think – I mean, doing it for one series is not doing it for a game, and yeah. it's not doing it for a season. And so I don't think there's just when you watch him, he just looks slow. Yeah. And the game is sort of like that's that 45, 46 years old. It should he should look slow. Yeah, that's true. Vikings at Bills. It all depends on who starts for Buffalo. Josh Allen having some issues, as we mentioned. And if Case Keenum starts, I'm okay with Diggs and Davis. Buffalo D must step it up, and it will, but maybe not enough. Look for Minnesota to rebound. And I like the offensive weapons here all across the board. You know, even though Minnesota only has one loss. They don't have a dominant win. So I can see them winning this in a similar fashion that they've won the other eight games, which is by a late score. And for Minnesota, I'd add Hawkinson in there too, because it's, it's in, it didn't take him any time to get going. And so I think Dalvin Cook is the other guy in Minnesota that had an off game last week, even though I had the one touchdown catch. I think he's going to get back on track with the running game. Now we get to the Eric Kramer game, the Lions of the Bears. 
<laughs> All right. <I'll... laughs> go ahead. Jamal Williams, the only likable guy here for the Lions. And the Bears, you got to go with Fields, who's on fire. Combet is solid here. I'd give Claypool a shot this week. He's been there a week now. I think Fields' progression backs off Montgomery, though, just because <laughs> he's running more. And I don't think Montgomery's going to get the ball as much, uh, even though he's he's a good good running back and should be uh, getting some more carries. I just don't think it's going to happen. I agree with you. But fantasy wise, Montgomery's probably not play this week. But nobody or everybody seems to forget about Darnell Mooney. And in Chicago, he is their most explosive weapon. I mean, every game. And Komet now is also, to me, looking an awful lot like while he's running routes and catching passes, a lot like Travis Kelsey, right until he gets the ball in his hands. Then he turns into Derek Taylor or Derek, or Derek Henry. And so I think that uh, you were right. Chase Claypool is a guy to consider because I think they're going to watch the game film this week too, all the Bears I'm talking about, and they can see that guy special. And so I think you've got some options in there. And as you just mentioned, uh, Justin Fields is, if you don't have by now, shame on you because we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. And he is, I don't care who they're playing, an every week starter. Jaguars, the Chiefs, NTN, a solid running back one. And Christian Kirk is a good start here, too. Chiefs are solid, but they're playing not up to par lately. So look for a rebound. So, I mean, Mahomes is playing great. Don't get me wrong. But look for a real rebound across the board here. So anyone on offense here uh, with a pullback on Edward Tellier, who hasn't been a big part of the offense lately. Yeah, I love uh, Mahomes, obviously, and the ultra weapon he's got in Travis Kelsey. But now you can add Smith-Schuster, who has put three solid games back-to-back-to-back. And then the guy that everybody forgets about in Kansas City is McCall Hardman, who's now had five touchdowns, I believe, in the last five games. Yeah, you keep seeing that number 17 go by. It's 17, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Browns and Dolphins getting close to Deshaun Watson time. So I kind of like Brissett in a shootout this week. With Tua on fire, I like both offenses here this week, and that means everybody. Well, for the Browns, I'd to me, I'd lay off Brissett. I, I'd go with the rest of Amari Cooper and, of course, Nick Chubb. Uh, the Dolphins' O is a juggernaut, and they just keep adding to it. So now Hill goes off. He's a first receiver to 1,000 yards in NFL history. You got Waddle and Tua now is playing out of his mind and consistently well. But then I'd add, add a guy named Jeff Wilson to your thought process because they just picked him up the trade deadline. And on nine carries, had over 50 yards rushing and then scored in the red zone. So he's now become – he's not so small or uh, slow, I should say. This guy's wicked fast. And so another weapon, again, to an already stellar unit. So you got some options there uh, uh, on the Dolphins, especially offensively. Yeah, Wilson's been interesting. Uh, over the years, we've kind of liked him when he was at the Niners. Some games didn't like him, others. And and then he gets traded, and now it's like – He's he's the RB one. I mean, he was he was the RB one in San Francisco, but now he really is an RB one there. Texans, the Giants, no on the Texans except for Damian Pierce, who is a beast. Start him. Giants coming off a bye with several players out, but you can count on at least Barkley and meh, possibly Jones. I agree. After crawling into a cocoon for a week, Pierce has come back with a vengeance against the Eagles. Uh, I think all fantasy GMs, of course, are going to be starting Barkley, no matter who they're playing. And then, as you mentioned, with a couple of good fantasy quarterbacks in Burrow and Lamar having buys this week, Daniel Jones has crept into the conversation about as an option because of what he gives you like Justin Fields, not just passing the ball, making good decisions, but what he also gives you in the running game. This guy's scoring touchdowns from 30, 40 yards out. 
Saints, Steelers, they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, no one on the Saints after the Monday night performance. Steelers are going to do some revamping after the bye week. So look for Fryermuth and Johnson to have big days. I like Warren here at running back uh, over uh, Najee Harris. If you have Warren or if you can pick him up, I would start him at least as a flex because I think he's going to get uh, uh, more opportunities earlier in 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 uh, the uh, the rotation. So if you have um, no other choices, guys, who would start, Eh, uh, I, I would definitely pick up Warren and put him in there. Well, I'll say, when, and I know you're the Steelers expert, but here's my opinion looking on the outside. When the Steelers rework their offensive line in the offseason, and when Kenny Pickett gets a real offseason as the starter, then they're going to next year, they're going to have some options. Uh, this year, though, I think they're slim, and I'd stay away from Chris Alave, though, for the Saints. Now that Andy Dalton's back in, he's getting punished, but the guy's making great decisions, and the guy he settled on as the guy is Chris Olave, who runs great routes, tough, knows how to get open. Kamara, though, is really disappointed, I think, a lot of folks this year in his lack of production kind yeah. of consistently. Right. So I think I'd stick away, stay away from Kamara, but play Olave. Broncos at Titans. Broncos coming off a bye. You can count on Jerry Judy here and Derek Henry for Tennessee. Outside of that, I wouldn't kind of go with anybody on these two teams. That's a pretty short list. I'm going to cut it in half even. So <laughs> I'm going to say uh, no on uh, on Jerry Judy. But I think uh, when it comes to Derek Henry, I again, he's another one of those guys. I don't care who he's playing. He's going to be probably punching a couple people in the mouth across the goal line. Uh, scoring one, at least once or twice there, well over 100 yards, and he's a guy that can explode. So if you've got him, you're obviously playing him. And, again, I don't care who the defense is. Colts and Raiders, Colts in disarray, and a new coach doesn't guarantee a win or happiness. I still like Pittman, and with Taylor being out, you really should you know, consider Deion Jackson, at least as a flex. Raiders have Devontae Adams, who's solid, along with Josh Jacobs. Carr is inconsistent but seems to be playing well at the moment. And I stress that at the moment. Well, I'm going to be at this game. And so I wonder if Saturday, Jeff Saturday, that is, is going to start himself into the, or insert himself <laughs> into the starting lineup at center. That I'd be afraid to start any. Pick it up. What's that? You'll have to pick up that offensive line. <laughs> right. Well, I'd be afraid to start any Colt in this game. Uh, when they fire their coach and replace him with Jeff Saturday, again, who's only been, his only coaching gig's been in high school, and that was it. Hebron Christian Academy. Uh, I just hope the team buses all arrive at the stadium on time. Uh, for Vegas, their only consistent performer this year has been Devontae Adams. Cowboys at Packers. Cowboys coming off a bye, so go with Dak, and uh, you should. Both running backs are good to go. I like Elliott and Pollard here. I usually don't like the split back situation, but they're both doing well enough. CeeDee Lamb is always a good shot at wideout for the Packers. Dobbs and Jones are both sporting injuries, so keep an eye on them, and it looks like those injuries may be enough to keep them out. I actually like Rodgers here because with Jones possibly out, I believe they have, they're have they going to be playing from behind, and that means passing volume, and despite the interceptions and the sacks, there's going to be volume here, and I like that, and that's why I would, for the first time this year, uh, put Aaron Rodgers in my starting lineup if I had him. Wait a minute. From the guy who all year long has talked about either <laughs> sit or trade Rodgers, Yep. Has now got the entire NFL talking that way, and now you're switching to say <laughs> just player. one game, just one game. <laughs> well, you got to see who's out there. You know, I, I really they're going to get killed. I really do think that Dallas is going to maul them. But I think that because of that, playing from behind, 
pass, 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 pass. And that means volume, and that means points. I, I finally gotten around to agreeing with what you said all year, and that not only the Packers, or not only Rodgers, but the entire Packers, as an organization, has basically fallen off the 10th floor window. Yeah. And they're in free fall. So I think the Cowboys have finally figured out they're, they're not secret to success, but what everybody now sees, which is their strength, which is their defense and their running game. And that's why both running backs, even though there's two, are both solid plays. Uh, and especially Pollard, because as we've seen, this guy can go off. And the other guy however, I'd consider playing is a guy who, just coming back from injury himself, Dalton Schultz, has now started to expand his role. Yes. Cardinals and Rams. Kyler Murray is the key here. I like him against the Rams, and the only Ram I like is Cooper Cup. Last week, you said Rondell Moore would have a good game, and he finished as the Cards' leading receiver. Eight catches, 69 yards. I consider not only starting him, but I'd for sure start DeAndre Hopkins. He only had 36 yards, uh, but against, and that was against Seattle, but he did get into the end zone. And as the Rams are slip sliding away down the tubes this season, I think I don't even think Cooper Cup's a play here. You know, I hate the fact that they're losing because I can't sell my Rams tickets. <laughs> <laughs> There's always in it, or should be something in it. Oh, oh man, I tell you, it, it, it's like pulling teeth. Uh, Chargers at Niners. Chargers should be playing better than they are, so I like Eckler and Herbert, but that's about it. I also like Josh Palmer, wide receiver, I should say that. Uh, he's been coming on. I mean, he really looks good. Uh, I, th I think he's he's one of those guys that is going to be um, sort of a, a Renfro uh, type guy. You know, I think he's going to be in there. Niners coming off a of bye. I think you start anyone you have here. Well, especially if you have Christian Caffrey, because he's the guy who runs it, catches it, and now throws it. So if you're looking for points, which everybody in fantasy football is, he is definite start. And then for the Chargers, like like you, I like Palmer because lately it's really just been Herbert and Eckler with all the receivers they've had down. But now Palmer uh, caught a big pass on the last game-winning drive. He went over 100 yards, and I think he is the guy on the outside. And so I think you're going to see now that Herbert's getting healthier from that rib injury, Palmer's going to be the guy receiving. Monday night, Commanders and Eagles. Eagles all over this one. Start them all. And the Commanders, I wouldn't start anyone. I'd even lay off McLaren this week. Hey, this could be the Commanders' win right here. Ah, so really? the Eagles obviously are 8-0, but they're coming off a Texas game where they won but got staggered a little bit. Right. Washington went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the one-loss Vikings. And so I like McLaren here. Uh, for Philly, it's Miles Sanders, who's quietly had a productive season running the ball. And he's got five touchdowns in the last five games. Wow. The Eagles going to lose, huh? Ah, well, <laughs> there you have what I said. <laughs> Another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. From my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.